Last year, I stumbled upon a concept called PFF is your BFF, and it really helped me to tighten up my nutrition game as far as when to eat, how to eat. It can go with any type of diet you're doing. It's a very simple concept, much like just fasting. Everyone can just add it to their current program. Well, in this episode, I bring on once again to the show, health and nutrition expert, Michelle Zellner, who's going to explain this concept and go a little more deeper into her acronym. Stay tuned. How's it going? This is Brad Williams with Over 40 Fitness Hacks, the podcast where I help you being over 40 to fight the aging process without giving up your social life. I've been a personal trainer and gym owner for over 14 years, and I specialize in helping the over 40 crowd get to their goals. But enough of that. Let's get on with the episode. This is part one of two of an interview I did with Michelle Zellner from Better Beans. Well, excellent. Thank you, Brad. Thank you for inviting me back on your show. In a nutshell, is actually one of my corporate trainings. And then I did it as a little podcast as well. As you probably know, and you probably do, we could talk about nutrition for days. But what I have discovered over my own journey and working with lots and lots of people is most people don't even know the basics. In fact, I just uh, was teaching this class to a corporate group and I asked people to make a list of the real food that they like. And somebody said, what do you mean by real food? And I was blown away by that question. Like, to me, that's so obvious. Real food is what you can go outside and find. Yeah, McDonald's would be the other one. Right. So there's a couple of key uh, foundational pieces to nutrition in a nutshell. Number one, it's what to eat. That would be real food. Mm -hmm. It is close to its natural state as possible. Obviously, there are some things that require a little bit of processing to turn it into food I can put in my body. But if in theory, I can find it, growing on a tree, growing in the ground, swimming in the water, roaming in the past. The reason that is important is because food is raw materials that our body uses. I think so often we just think of food as calories or good foods and bad foods. But really, when you understand the language of nutrition, you understand that food is just a whole bunch of chemical compounds put together. And those chemical compounds are what our machine uses yeah. To create all the chemicals that literally make us go. And if we're not putting in those raw materials, then our bodies can't produce what it needs to function correctly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So real food, number one. Also, the balance of the nutrition matters. You can't eat way too much of some things and not nearly enough of other things and think you're going to work correctly. So I have a little mantra, PSF is your BFF. Protein, fat, fiber is your best friend forever. Every single time you eat, there should be protein, fat, and fiber, those three things for a couple of reasons. One, that is how you keep your blood sugar steady. Two, that is how you absorb your fat-soluble vitamins, A, D, E, and K. And three, fiber works on our hunger hormone ghrelin and fat works on the other one, leptin, so that we are not hungry and we are satisfied. So PFS, that's what you eat, protein, fat, and fiber, real food, but also the ratio of those foods matters, right? So I personally subscribe to 40, 30, 30, 40% of our calories from carbs, 30% from protein, 30% from fat. And Brad, I don't know about you, but every single human I've ever encountered, including myself back in the day when I was trying to figure this out, nowhere close to the protein that they're neat. Not no, anywhere that's, close. That's number one. That's always the easiest fix to, to work up with somebody on. Yeah. Easy in theory, incredibly hard oh, yeah. to actually get to the amount. Apply it. Yeah. Yeah. And there are lots of reasons why. I mean, one is that the food that we eat that has protein doesn't actually have that much protein. 
And we need a lot more than we think we do. And here's where that nuance comes in, right? What do we get from protein? Well, we get amino acids. And those amino acids need to link up in a whole bunch of different ways to form peptide chains, which then link up in a whole bunch of different combinations to form the chemicals that literally operate our life. So whether you have certain dietary preferences or philosophical beliefs that you don't want to eat certain foods, your human doesn't care what your preferences are. Yeah. <laughs> your human still needs what it needs, right? So that's why we got to work hard to get that protein in there. Well, I think like every diet out there all agrees, you know, whatever ratios everyone claims is the best, or my thing is what works for you, that's the best one. But everyone agrees across the board that, you know, processed foods is bad. That's why it's so shocking to still hear someone say like, what do you mean by real food? Well, you think everyone knows this already. No, we all know if you can find it in the ground or go hunt for it, all that kind of stuff, that's at its raw state. And then going organic would be the next step if you could afford it and you believe that route, but at least just take out the fast food and processed stuff and eat more wholesome. But I love how you do a PFF and it's protein, fats, and not carbs. It's fiber, which are carbs, but they're the good ones. Right. So that's, I love that you pound that into their brains. Yeah. Well, and carbohydrates, right? They're not the devil. When I grew up, fat was the devil. Now they yeah. say carbs are the devil. No, they're not. It's the only place you get fiber from. So that's one of the problems, in my opinion, with keto. You're not getting fiber. And what most people don't know is fiber is just an umbrella word for the molecular compound that gives the plant its rigidity. There are lots and lots and lots of types of fiber and yeah. your gut needs all of them because it is food for your gut bacteria. So I think a lot of people think that fiber is just one thing, it's Metamucil. Well, if I just take a fiber supplement, isn't that good enough? That's what people ask. I'm like, no, not. So the wide variety, so that's the other piece of what to eat, wide variety of everything all different types of plants, all different types of foods that give me protein, all different types of foods that give me fat. Because there is no one food or one food group that gives me all of the variety that my body needs. So wide variety of everything, exactly. wide variety of the color of the produce that we eat, right? Because that's where we have our vitamins, minerals, antioxidants, phytochemicals. If we're monochromatic or we're only eating one or two colors, we are missing out on a whole bunch of medicine. So yeah, I mean, nutrition, it's a big one. The other thing is when to eat, right? So what to eat, when to eat, early and often. So Brad, I don't know if you grew up with this mantra, breakfast like a king, lunch like a queen, dinner like a pauper. Have you ever heard that? Yeah, different though, but that's more the female version of it. I think what was guys, it was the king, prince, and pauper. So same, same okay. thing. <laughs> All right. Yes, I suppose I'll give you that. Yeah. And still to this day, so many people hardly eat anything all day long. And what they say to me is, I do so good all day. And then I just have no willpower in the afternoon and at night. And yeah. in your mind, so good all day means they've hardly eaten. Yeah, which is the reason why they're snacking at nighttime. And that's the exactly. worst time to be doing that. Exactly. And you don't need fuel to lay down and go to bed. You need fuel to keep your machine running, to think, to keep metabolism boosted, to prevent the spikes and crashes in blood sugar that lead you to eating sugar later. So it's PS every two to four hours, most of your nourishment early and often. And then you have to stop eating at some point. So... I am a fan of the feeding and fasting window. I think a lot of people, again, are doing it totally wrong. Get up and move your body and then don't feed yourself until six or seven hours later. 
Now you need to probably feed yourself within four hours of getting up. And then you need to stop feeding yourself probably three hours before you go lay down. Or earlier. <laughs> or earlier. But yeah. I want to give people an opportunity to live real life as well. So I think an eight-hour feeding window and a seven-hour fasting window most of those fasting hours being at the end of your day and while you're sleeping, not while you get up and function and have to think and do life. Like, yeah, because your body's just going to get its energy from somewhere and it always preferences fat to store for long term. You're going to be just wasting your muscle. Yep, exactly. And you're kicking out cortisol because your human is like, wait a minute, why are you not feeding me? Oh, there must be a food shortage. Okay, cool. I'll help you survive that famine by slowing down metabolism, kicking out cortisol, making sure we keep the fat around our belly. So if this is a famine and we lose a whole bunch of weight, because you will when you starve, that at least our organs won't be in danger. We'll find food, hopefully. And then you do. You find a whole bunch of food later in the day. And your body's like, oh, this is amazing. We didn't starve. Yay. But we better be prepared for that to happen tomorrow. So yeah. The other thing, too, is like I even catch myself messing up like the basics, like the fat-soluble vitamins. I'm taking a vitamin D supplement like in the morning. I breakfast a little bit later in the day, but I'll take that vitamin as soon as I wake up. And I'm just sitting there wasting money. So I'm grabbing any yeah. of it. So there's just too much out there. Just come back to the basics. Simplify it. That's easier for our clients anyways. And then once they got that back, they can start venturing out to more complex type systems. No, you're right. I actually, years ago, when I did a lot of uh, on-site health screenings, I was uh, doing the coaching at the end. And this woman was telling me that she'd had her D levels tested. And this was years ago before we even really talked about vitamin D, which we now know it is an incredibly critical antioxidant that almost nobody has adequate amounts. So almost everybody should be supplementing. But she was on like super high 10,000 IU dose and she was so disappointed because she had just gone and gotten retested and her levels didn't change at all. And I said, well, how are you taking that? Oh, in the morning with my coffee. Do you have cream in your coffee? Oh God, no, because yeah. your fats, no. Oh, well, that's oh. why your levels didn't change because it's a fat soluble vitamin. You have to have food that has fat when you take it or you won't absorb it. She was so mad. Why didn't my doctor ever tell me this, right? She literally wasted three months and a ton of money. Because yep. we're not taught these things. That's why you and I are having this conversation. That's it. Back to basics, everyone. Yes. Yeah. So PSS, every two to four hours, most of your nourishment early and often. And then it's how do you make it happen? It's the four P's, plan, purchase, prep, and pack. So the planning is actually the list of real food that you like. I don't want people to eat food that they don't like because you're not going to eat it. And then it's also coming up with PFF combos that are conducive to your lifestyle, conducive to your preferences, that maybe you can prepare ahead of time and when bulk or batch and have it for later. But come up with your PFF combos. And this isn't that hard when you start learning the language of nutrition. So that's the planning. And then you got to purchase it. Whether you go to a grocery store or you have food show up at your door or you go to a restaurant or a convenience store, if that's, you can purchase and make PFF anywhere you go. Really doesn't matter where you are. Depending on how it looks when you've purchased it, there might be some degree of prep. Mm -hmm. So maybe it is wash and chop all of my produce and put it away in a clear container. Maybe it's cooked in bulk or batch. So I have multiple servings for later. Maybe it's just assemble it on a plate because it's already all prepared for me. And then the last one is pack. And whether you are leaving the house or not, you should pack. And that just means you put your PFF combos in arrangement so that you literally grab and go. Or if you are leaving the house, you have packed enough PFF combos so that most of your food is in your body well before you go home. And yep. then dinner is a very small portion. That's it. That's the best way to do it. 
Yeah. So that's basically nutrition in a nutshell. There's one other element that I think is super important too, and it's the relationship with food, right? The food attitude, the internal narratives we have about food, good food and bad food. I'm morally superior because I ate certain foods and I hang my head in shame because I had other food. The reasons we eat that have nothing to do with physical nourishment. So I have another acronym. It's WAIT, W-A-I-T-E. Why am I tempted to eat? So we're just going to take a pause and ask myself, why am I tempted to eat? And I'm going to answer the question. And then I'm going to figure out what to do with it. So just a little bit of mindfulness and exploring the relationship with food is also a part of that whole protocol. Yeah. I learned one from a a psychotherapist that I had on my show. And basically very similar to that is before you grab something, it's usually more of a trick for like the end of the night to stop. But it's, do you really want this? And it's similar to what you said, then it's... Is it going to make you feel good? Yes, that's why I want it. So I will, I can imagine it. And then afterwards, will you regret it? Yeah, probably. Okay, then scrap it. And if you answer yes, you all make up for it later, then go ahead. Don't shame yourself, have your treats, but you know, know your plan and know what you're getting yourself into. Yeah, exactly. And that's the thing is we often don't take the pause to ask the questions, right? We're very impulsive. We just want to be satisfied in the moment. And then we'll beat ourselves up about that later. And I think The relationship with food, it is such a big piece to so many people's puzzle that we often don't want to address because it could be a little yucky or maybe even think, well, I don't have food issues. Everybody has a food issue. Food always makes you feel a certain way and you always feel a certain way about food. Always. And so exploring what that looks like and, and getting to that healthy relationship with food where we nourish ourselves physically and we also nourish ourselves mentally and emotionally and connect to culture and shared celebrations. And we feel amazing about every single choice. That's it. I love it. If you've been listening to my podcast for a while, you know that I've moved down here to San Diego and I'm actually going to be training at one of my local gyms. So in this process, you know, you got to do the Yelp and Google reviews to get some action going. And what I'd like to do is ask my audience if anyone out there would be so gracious enough to leave me a five-star Google review to help build my local training clients. If you love the show or have had any results from listening, please click on the show notes for my link to get to these Google reviews, as it is hard even to find me by searching for over 40 fitness hacks on Google Maps currently. Thank you once again, and I hope you love the show. If you'd like a little bit of help of checking out your diet and your current routine, I'd be happy to help. I always do a free 15-minute Zoom consultation for anyone, no strings attached, just to see if I can help you, point you in the right direction. So if you're interested, check out the show notes. The link is at the top.